Welcome to Finding Emo, our podcast where we discuss our favorite albums from the early aughts and thereabouts. I'm Blake Fisher, and I'm joined by Chris Monier and Kyle Simmons. Welcome to 2023. We've made it. Uh, we kind of took a little time off in December, but we are back uh, and back to doing some albums, and we are hitting you with a banger today. Bam! Boom. Emerald style. Chris is going to tell us about today's record, which is by Brand New. Brand New. Album is Deja Intendu, which is French <laughs> for already heard, to which I say Je roule des you, which is French for I roll my eyes. Yes. The record! That's, I gotta say, I gotta say, that was pretty bad French for a guy whose last name is Meunier. <laughs> I, uh, it wasn't, it was okay. I wrote it I, phonetically. You can work on the accent. That well, was better. I, I'm that not time. actually French. Oh yeah. Well, maybe I had. That was better. Yeah, right I can't there. speak German. I guess that's fair. But edit it in post. Just fix me. Like <laughs> I will just have like an AI. <laughs> Who's that actor? Insert that. Who's that? Gerard Depardieu. Yeah, have him say it. Okay. Yeah. I will get yeah. see if we can hire him on Fiverr. Okay. Cool. Is it Fiverr? <laughs> Do Fiverr? It. I don't know. Anyway, he go on. The most Chris, French name ever. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, this record was released in June of 2003, a dual release effort by Triple Crown and Razor and Tie Records. That's a lot of ands. Their previous record, Your Favorite Weapon, was moderately successful by sales standards. Deja Tendu was kind of brand new's breakout record. Um, it actually charted at 63 on the Billboard Top 200 and was certified gold. I was surprised to hear this four years later. It took four years to go gold. Oh, wow. I, yeah, it surprised me because, I mean, I just thought this record was freaking everywhere at the time. I mean, I would have expected to go gold a little faster than that, but... I think oh. the difference is it was like, A, everyone we knew, which yeah. doesn't, you know, that kind of gives you the bias of thinking everyone in the United States or the world right. thinks like you and your friends. And then there's also the fact that, like, there's no way this thing isn't, like, ripped 12 times per purchase. That's, yeah, 2003 was prime ripping, yeah. ripping era um for sure I had, so i had a little trouble finding a lot of information about the production and i promise i didn't just refresh wikipedia 60 times like i searched and searched and searched a lot of times with these records you can find um uh, an article about them revisiting the record 20 years later or 10 years later and they right. talk about the production process i mean i got bumpkiss nothing so i don't have a lot of information about how it was made i i think if i remember correctly at the time when they made the record um they were putting out videos about the the making of the record i remember my buddy kyle or our buddy kyle shaline like showing me the the you know jesse singing you know whisper singing or whatever crap he was doing into the mic um and being really excited about this record so um had trouble finding those videos too i couldn't find them anywhere if anybody has some links hit us up um it was produced but but basically they wrote it about uh the year and a half or two years um, while they were touring from uh, touring the material from your favorite weapon, uh, according to drummer Brian Lane, Jesse wrote a lot of the lyrics about different things than "I just broke up with my girlfriend." Good for you for the new record. <laughs> uh, he wrote the songs on the acoustic guitar in his bedroom. How cosmopolitan! Um, <laughs> I mean, don't, isn't that how everyone writes songs? Yeah, I know. I was like, yeah. oh, cool. Yeah, but yeah. but he but. But he does it differently, Blake. Oh, it's in Long it, his, Island, so yeah. Oh, you know. and his 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 guitar's out of tune. That's <laughs> Got right. It. That's the difference. But, yes. <laughs> um, the producer was Stephen Hagler. Uh, most notably, had engineered some Pixies albums. Um, actually, produced an album for Fuel and the Oklahoma Heroes, the Nixons. Oh, the Nixons! Blast yeah. from the past. 
and a Muse album. Sister, from the 90s. that song was great. Oh, dude, yes, that was yes. a great song. KJ one hundred and three played that thing. Oh, to death! Lot. But I was fine with yeah. it every time it came oh, yeah. on. No problem with it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we both had sisters. Well, we all three had sisters. Down we all had sisters. Had sisters. Still have. Still have. Yes. Sorry, they're still alive. God bless their souls. Yeah, thank <laughs> They're God. Still here. They're still with us. Uh, so I, I'm assuming the budget was pretty small for the record since the labels were pretty small and they just kind of wham, bam, knocked it out pretty quick. Song titles and lyrics run the gamut of references from movies, art, and history. You've got Okay, I Believe You, But My Tommy Gun Don't from Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. I know everyone loves that. Uh, Sick Transit Gloria, Glory Fades, a quote from a Wes Anderson film, Rushmore. And, um, of course, um, uh, and then, um, I don't know how to pronounce Jaws. this one. Guernica, which is a reference to Guernica? a Picasso painting. Guernica, yeah. Hmm. Um, and Lacey's grandfather, who struggled with cancer. Good to know that if I ever needed attention, all I have to do is die, is a criticism of the music industry. In quoting here, when managers, labels, agents, and lawyers get their claws on the prize money. Then, of course, play crack in the sky about a 1951 shipwreck of the FV Pelican at Montauk Point, New York, where 45 people lost their souls within a mile of the lighthouse. <laughs> Does he have any <laughs> rhyme or reason to picking these to go along with the songs? Because some of I, them... He make, feels deeply, Blake. It's so deep. So deep. Um, it's just It makes me not ever remember the titles of songs. If the oh, title absolutely. has nothing to do with what happens in the song, then I will never remember the title of that song probably right um and so that's i guess my own problem but a lot of people like the titles but i just can't remember them because of that right right that's that's it's even harder these days we're trying to like a lot of times i'll be like kind of trying to think of a brand new song i'm like oh the middle of it i can kind of think of it but when i I can sing it do you sing it yeah Yeah, you know what i I have a quick question like do a lot of people really like the titles of the songs because i feel like the people that do do, probably are probably more likely to have them tattooed on themselves well, you know what that's I mean? probably fair. That's probably fair. Um, but I mean, that's saying something because I, I guess there's some boldness in going for a title that is tattoo worthy. Whereas, like, all of mine are just like, "What do I say the most in the chorus?" Right. I <laughs> yeah. want people to be able to look this song up when they sing it to themselves. What are people going right. to call it if they had to name it? Yeah, I, I think that having a title that is searchable is probably helpful. I'll go, maybe not with Shazam. Now you can just hold it up and, and get it. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I really, we did this on the last album where remember I thought the last track had a different name <laughs> because right. it was wrong in my iTunes yeah. Yeah. Uh, for some reason. And so I think I just have that mentality with all of their stuff. Like, I don't know how to pronounce some of this. I don't know what it means. Uh, I there's a couple care. that work. Well, like the boy who blocked his own shot, I kind of like that one. That yeah, one kind of yep. fits Agreed. that song, even though it's not um, a lyric, but I do like it. So yeah, so what what else do we know about this record, Chris? Any, any other tidbits? Last tidbit, I thought this was cool. So the, the cover art's pretty infamous. It was very striking, cool. and it's super yeah. cool. Um, and it was designed by uh, the musicians Don and Ryan Clark of the band Demon Hunter. So no okay. way that I didn't know. And really with not a lot of direction of the band, which I thought was cool. The band kind of said, that. Hey, this is what we're kind of thinking. You guys go nuts. And they came up with the idea with the astronaut and pretty iconic stuff. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Very iconic. And not, not to mention super striking, you know, the, in 2003, like you wanted your record and your art to kind of 
Oh, it's yeah. cool. The record store. No, it's very cool. It's very cool. And I, I, I just love when people do that. They go, "Hey, yeah. you're a good artist. Make do a something. great album cover. Like, I don't need make to art. give you yes. direction. Just make here it like." Give them the album and be like, go make the album art you think should be for this album. I think that would be really fun to yep. do as an artist, I would imagine. Uh, most people, <laughs> I'm going to guess, well, especially if the artist wasn't artists being won't do so, it. Right. Everybody being hands-on, giving ideas and input. And then before you know it, it's just, it's a monster, uh, you know, not what you intended. So Yeah, I, uh, I think that, I mean, you know, peek behind the curtain. That's what we did with our buddy, Blake, not me, Blake Barons, who did our podcast artwork we were just like hey here's what the podcast is about make something cool and he just like sketched yep. it out and we were like yeah that's awesome well, well yep. didn't he uh didn't he like send us all these thumbnails and we were like oh i like all of those elements yeah. just make just take all of those merge them. mash it yeah. together <laughs> mash it together I, yeah i think it's a great way to to use especially visual artists um but it's it never makes sense to me that you'd be like well i don't know anything about art but i'm gonna tell you how to do <laughs> your thing yeah right. uh it and yet people do all the time. So um, what are you going to do? Um, well, shall we go to our first impressions of this nearly 20-year-old 20 20 album? You know, in a few months. We'll be 20 years idea. old. Yes, okay. I love the idea of going to first impressions. Okay, well, um, Kyle, I, let's go to you first. What Did you have this album when it came out, and what were your first impressions? Um, I did, and I hated myself for it. And my first impressions were... I hated everything about this band and everything that surrounded them at the time. And I hated myself for loving the music. <laughs> uh, I, I, we, we talked about this on the first brand yeah. new record. And the thing is, at least then it wasn't quite as bad. And we alluded to what was coming. And here's the thing. Like I, I love this music. I think it's wonderful. I, fr I hate everything else that came with this band I hate all the bands that we had to play with that that were trying to be this band. I I hated the hype. And and also in fairness to me in case our friends at home don't know this about me. It's not like I don't like things because they're popular. I like plenty of things. Oh yeah. That's not you. you. I, no. Yeah, and it was just this. It was it was it was the it was all yeah, it was the, I'm pointing at the air it was the it was it was them it was i don't know and 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 i love the music but i didn't want to talk to anybody about it <laughs> hey yeah so Chris, i feel like you and i are going to be have similar stories to kyle's but please tell us your first impressions of the record I see. I don't even know what my first. I feel like my first. I feel like all the impressions of this record were thrust upon me by other people. Like I never really got to have my own idea of what it was because everyone was in my face telling me what a brilliant piece of magical art it was. And all I wanted to do was just hear it and, and kind of – but it was just – it was it was already tainted. Like everybody – it was like everybody had put their fingers in the pie and then I just like was left over and kind of like – I mean I guess this is good. Uh, but everybody that liked it, I – I would say I didn't respect their opinions, but <laughs> <laughs> but like them liking it made me go, okay, I worse. don't know. Oh, <laughs> like, <boy>. I, <laughs> uh, it, so I never, I, I, I can't fairly say I, I, this album ever had a shot with me. Um, but, but I'm, I'm right in line with Kyle where like, I listen to it now and like God, you know, hand, hand to God, like it's good. 
it's yeah. good music. Like it's the, these, yeah. these young men are very talented when they made this record. It's way cooler than anything I could have possibly come up with on my most imaginative creative day. So, uh, you know, that, and obviously I'm comparing apples to oranges. These guys made a career of music, but I just could never get past just the obsession with just certain people that liked it so much. And to this it, day, it's still, obviously I'm on a tangent. It's, it's the superlatives, right? Like that's, that's what it was for me. It was just, it, it's, it's, it is a special record, but it was the, it was the best and the, oh, the, uh, I can just picture them now. Playing so I have over theories. and over and over and over and over. Every time you walked <laughs> around, this freaking record was on. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Blake, go ahead. I have Sorry, theories. Okay. So first of all, I liked the record. I was excited yeah. about it. I liked their first record uh, a lot and. And I, I found myself in a very similar situation as you guys. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know um, if that was the people around us that happened to put that bad taste in our mouth or if very that likely. is like brand new f- fanatics from 2003 nationwide. I don't know. And it's I think we were also a perfect age for annoyance. And here's my theory on that is that this is 2003 and I have I am one year out of uh, being out of high school. So. Most of my friends are have just finished, if they're my age or your guys' age, just finished their first or second year of college if they went to college. But so we're like that age, okay? Mm-hmm. And then we ran around with a bunch of people at the time that were a little younger than us, that were probably just graduating high school. Um, and I think this was kind of a lot of their first albums that was more artistic and less like just like this is not dogging on this other stuff, but it's like, it wasn't Blink-182. It wasn't Weezer. It wasn't, I don't know. It wasn't the more like big artists. Like this was probably a lot of those people's first kind of indie band they got into. Yeah. And I think they just went like whole hog on it (laughs) kind of. And, and because they were really excited and, but it was a little bit like overwhelming because it was like, okay, I like it a lot, but I, it's not, it was all anyone wanted to talk about. It felt like in the circles we ran with, it was all. Um, and so, yeah, you're right. It was kind of like, why? I don't, I don't trust your taste because they, to be fair, it's probably like the first cool thing they'd liked maybe. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not saying I had some exquisite taste in music or something. This is not me trying to be pretentious about anything. It's just that, I think I went through this same thing that a lot of people a little younger than me did a couple years before that. You know, I was probably doing yeah. that in 2000, 2001 with like Jimmy World. I was probably super annoying when Bleed American came out. I probably was. I pr- yeah. People were probably like, stop talking about it. Um, so I think that was it for at least my experience. And I don't know that that means that anyone else that likes this record had that experience because it probably is like a perfect you- time the right crew of people that are around me. But I do remember, I mean, I have several like memories of specific places and people talking about it and me thinking the same thing, Chris, kind of like, stop. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's like, um, stop. it was just, it's and I one think, album. I just also stop. think with guys <laughs> specifically, there is a lyrical, we've talked about his lyrics before uh, in, in the last episode and he certainly has a style to him. And mm-hmm. I think he's being pretty tongue in cheek about a lot of stuff. Yeah. I think for a lot of the guys that really liked this record, it was not tongue in cheek for them. It was, right. it was, it was, they were kind of that puffed up 
conceited yeah. person. And they were thinking it was more real. And I think that added to it as well. I Dude, you, oh my God. you mentioned so, that on, so on the first yeah. record and you're totally right. Like that, Absolutely. that, that is, that is a, uh, astute observation. So forgive Blake. me if I said the same thing on the last, no, <laughs> I don't it, remember it deserved, what I said, but it I just worth repeating. repeating. Thought about it, it was, a lot over the last the, couple of weeks, listening to this but, record. And okay. I think that's where I land. So, so I'm with you on that. I think you're a hundred percent right. Uh, I will say this. I think I can articulate what, what I've been sitting here thinking about. Okay. So what it was for me is this, cause it was a new with brand new. It was kind of, you're right. It was tongue in cheek, but it was kind of a new kind of dude, a new kind of like front man. And for me, what bugged me was like the feud with taking back Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. So like I made out with his girlfriend and he made out with mine and it was my best friend and, and, and now we hate each other. And I'm like, no, you just weren't friends, dickheads. That's, that's (laughs) like, that's not, that's not, that's not the kind of friend that I want. Right. That's going for my girl or, or (laughs) vice versa. Right. So it's just like that put a bad taste in my mouth and maybe, maybe it's just Jersey boys. I don't know. Long Island. We got in trouble right, yeah. last time. Uh, just, you're right. You're right. You know what? <laughs> Maybe it's not Jersey Boys. <laughs> yeah. I have like you, you know, my brain just you know associates things with things, and sometimes I just like see pictures in my mind when I hear music, and all I can picture when I hear a lot of these songs is just a pack of Parliament cigarettes because it just <laughs> this album feels like the people that listen to it smoke those because they wanted to be like, oh look, I'm a little different. I yeah. this is an interesting way to smoke and, and maybe to an uh, interesting band what was the beer uh at the conservatory um lost lake right oh, right is that the beer right. that I, yeah. they were like a yeah. buck i can smell it yeah oh yeah the whole place smelled like that um yeah so um, that's it's that's an interesting way to say that like we all have the same weird bad taste in our mouth about what surrounded this album but not the album itself like i liked it i thought it was yeah. a cool yeah. next I've, step i've learned I to separate they, it yeah, they progressed from yep. the previous record. Um, with I think you're right, Chris. Probably not without, probably not with a much bigger budget. I know we can't find budget information, but it definitely sounds better and like yep. they're a better band at this point. And I think writing some better songs that kind of are differentiated from each other a little bit more than the first record. And uh, it's all like the right progress that I want for a band. And but there were times that I just yeah. I can't say it in French, but roll my eyes kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Neither can I. But not I at won't, the band. I won't say it in French. Yeah, because I can't. I don't know how to. Um, um, I was going to say, I tried to find it and track it down, but uh, I remember it was either it was either Jason Tate or it was someone, someone like Jason Tate. But so, I remember reading when this record came out and all the hype surrounding it. Uh, it was an AR rep talking about like this not discovering them but you know like him discovering them not for a record label but him seeing them for the first time and and like these guys were just selling out venue after venue every yeah. single night just their fan base was huge. rabid like yeah. loyal uh just crazy and in which is like the dream as a band i mean oh, that is totally. like and they still, I mean, I still know people that are, it was not a flash in the pan and people I like no. very much, um, yeah, they, that are every, every time they, they go to yeah. every show. Yeah. Every time they can see him, they've seen him 15, 20 times. 
and love it and and that's great i mean that's more of it dream yeah and i that's great and i i do appreciate that some of them stuck it out (laughs) for (laughs) for the long haul i feel like they probably had a significant drop off of some of those kind of frat boy uh people that we're talking about (laughs) but boy um that might have worn off a little bit uh they've just moved on to a full diet of uh i don't know masculine podcast and uh i don't know what what do you listen to if you're um if you're masculine i don't know i don't know either i'm not (laughs) what do you listen to if you kind of listen like you liked music but you don't really like music Um, right no i know i know yeah you're a casual fan of music and that's fine like i'm not i don't think everyone needs to be uh nuts like us and have a podcast where we talk about 20 year old albums that's not normal uh yeah so interesting that we're all on the same page there but not terribly surprising either so yeah let's go on to track by track and start with i mean again more is it tau tau i don't know i don't know either all right let's do it Chris Monier, what are your thoughts on the opening track? I just, (laughs) I just feel like if you, like, could you shout any louder in the microphone? Like, hey, we're so mature now, guys. Here's the opening. Just so you know, we grew up a little bit. Like, it's just, it's a lot. This song's a lot. If you're going to, if you're going to repeat the same freaking line over and over, could you just try to be a little less lazy with the similes? It's like, what does that even mean? (laughs) <laughs> so you don't love it i'm not a fan <laughs> fair to say kyle what about you um okay so i've grown to like it more but i will tell you the hesitance that i already had at liking this band <laughs> and putting this record on for the first time i I don't know if my blood pressure has ever been higher. Like I was so pissed off. Like you, this, this is the brilliance that everyone's talking about. Like, are you, I was, I, I can picture younger me just like fist in the air. Like I could, I couldn't believe it. And yet I totally could believe it. And I've, I have come to terms. Like I've, I've, I'm fine with it now. But at the time, everyone was telling me how great this was, and they were the big buzz band, and this was I was already mad about listening to it, and when I heard this for the first time, I was just like, "Oh my gosh, no way." So, I will yeah. my point of contention though, I do like the line I'm burning like a bridge oh, for your yeah. body. It, it, I it think might, that's a good line. Yep, I have a note, burning like a bridge for your body. I like that. I do like that line. What uh, I like about I, it is that I like it once. What I like about it specifically is that it's mixing 
two metaphors because you can like mm. burn for someone, but burning a bridge is not a good thing. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I like that thing, but I do. It is a weird opening track and I can't decide if I like it as an opening track or not. I, I keep oscillating back and forth between going like, oh, this is a cool way to start it versus it not being a cool way to start it. It it does have a nice uh, kind of ramp into the next song. It, that's the that's best true. thing about it. That's the true. transition that, into the next song. I will, I will concede that. That's a, absolutely but, true. It would have been cooler, I think, in the middle of a record if this oh, was yeah. like the flip of the record on side yeah, B feels, and it, it started feels like, like an this. interlude. It feels like an interlude and not a not a not an actual like first track. And you know, I I I know that happens, but if I if I'm gonna get a chill opening track, I want it to be uh, table for glasses on clarity. I want it to be like super chill and build into something that makes me feel like, Oh, this is, and this just feels like it, it's at the same, first of all, it's at the exact same thing other than the more vocals coming in. So it does feel more like an interlude. It feels like a 1975 interlude or something like that. And so, which I love, but I like them in the middle of records better than at the beginning, but you know, not my decision. Um, I think that takes us pretty cleanly into track two though, which is of course is sick transit, Gloria, glory fades. Here we go. The guests had all stared, dripping wet and clear, depressed, he'd headed straight for the stairs. No longer cool, but a boy in a stick. I'm prepared for a life full of lies and failing relationships. Just his hands in the air, swimming in a bowl. He's wet from head to toe, and his eyes give him the up in the dark. His stomach teams, and he thinks of throwing it up. But the bottom of the bed that gets thrown, and he starts going. People forget the reason that I had to believe you were too hard to I'll be honest. Did you ever sound check with that bass line? Never. <laughs> Never? Never. You are the only bass player in yeah. 2003 that but had heard this record that didn't. That doesn't mean that I don't love that bass line. It's a great bass line. <laughs> um, and despite having another, another weird title after... Tao Tao Ta Tao. Um this this one was like you know, okay, this this freaking rocks. <laughs> yeah, this and, is where I'm no longer worried about the opening track because yeah, no, I'm yeah. like oh, oh fades away. Okay, here we go. Um, and that that clip, uh Chris, did you pick the clips? Way to go, buddy. The that that part at the end there, like the the second vocal line. Just awesome. And I love I've one of my favorite things about Brand New is when when he pushes so hard on the yeah. on the high stuff. And so I mean, I am a sucker for that anyway. Uh, but they do it really well. And also, uh, is that is that Jesse singing with himself or do they have two guys that sing? Do you guys know? I think it's all him. I yeah, so, Je- I'm so Jesse sure he, stacked. Yeah, he always stacks singing his own vocals. The, sounds okay. like it. Yeah, I mean that's I mean, what I thought because I'm like his. I think his voice stacks really cool, but mm-hmm. um, so he's singing both those parts, huh? I think so. I mean, okay. I could be. I, yeah, I'm dying. Sounds like oh, it. So you're I talking just about like know. in the verses. Yeah, definitely him. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's definitely him. I thought you were talking about on the choruses, maybe, but yeah, on the verses, it's definitely him. I mean, I say definitely 
based on my ear. So I could be wrong, but it's cool. I like the painting stuff a lot. I love yeah, sure. the like back and forth thing. Cause it would have been really, it would have been a lot to do that as one take. It's, it's, um, Dave Grohl does this a lot too, where it's like an every other line and he, he records like every other line and then records the other, every other line so that he can bleed right off of each other and not have to take big breaths in between. And I think it's a cool thing, but I like that they went for the like, Nope, we're hard painting this one over here and this one over here. And we're going to go back and forth. And it's kind of conversational and I'm into it. It's a great song. I mean, baseline, always love a good baseline. Uh, and this one is certainly there. And I just love the bass and drums. Just that's it in those that intro and verse and stuff it's cool and then the ver- the chorus is freaking rock like yeah. um the i love the drums that ramp up on the snare and stuff i don't know chris what do you have any uh what are your opinions <laughs> oh no i mean this song is straight up magic like this is a one of the best pop rock emo songs of all time this is a great great song i mean it was not only was it everywhere but it it, it was so unique um you know, not a lot of songs just start off with a baseline like that. That was pretty, pretty interesting at the time. And every piece, the way it all fits together, the background vocals, the bass tone, uh, the bridge is awesome. Um, and the, you know, die young and is it die young and save yourself? Yeah. Die young and yeah. save yourself. That, you know, I know Blake's, you're not always a big fan of the screams, but I mean, it, it's placed in a, no, in no, a no, cool no, I'm fine it's with that. It's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the pushing kind of, and it's not, it's more like, guttural it's not yeah. like ah, i don't know you know the kind of screams yeah. i'd hate and this is not yeah. in that vein um yeah this and, is fine and the me. music video was super cool too it's all great yeah that's it it's it's a great song <laughs> just freaking phenomenal yeah and i think that um again lyrically people took it i think the wrong way you know i think that it was like cautionary from Jesse, if I had to theorize what he was trying to write about. And I think everyone else kind of took it as like, yeah, awesome sex stuff. I don't know. That's what, (laughs) that's what it felt like to me. (laughs) Doing it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty great. The line, the, the best line in the whole thing though, is she's probably only looking for, and he just has this, but doesn't say sex. And I love that. That's like the most clever thing. I love when people do that. They, they make you think they're going to say something, but they either leave off the last word or say something completely different. And it, you know, reset your expectations and stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm into it. The king, the king of that is a hero of me and Blake, Steven Tyler. Steven Tyler's very good at that. Yes. <laughs> very good at turning a phrase uh, that meant one thing into another thing, um, <laughs> which is why I love Aerosmith with all their ridiculousness. It doesn't, yeah. hasn't stopped me. Uh, let's go track three. I will play my game beneath the spin lights, which means who the hell knows what. <laughs> Chris Monier, where are you at on track three? 
good good song i i, I think there's some touring like life on the road themes kind of in this song which i, I always like when bands do that um uh, you know got the paid to make girls panic while i sing line it's which a great is line one. it's a great line and another exactly what you're talking about blake we're like i mean he had an album that sold like forty thousand copies before this like he, he wasn't like literally saying that but i think you're right i think everybody was like i want to make girls panic when i sing you know right. like that's what i'll do um and uh, you know a great display of brand new's brilliance in um doing their you know adding dynamics to songs the soft kind of acoustic muted verses and kind of come up to the bigger choruses uh, it's a good tune uh, by the way, the song title is a quote from a novel, The Moves oh, Make the Man. And uh, I don't know. A great I'm not going to read any more of the rest of that tidbit because it, it's a sports novel. Oh, yeah. It's about basketball. Well, good to know. See, I'm learning things about the titles now that I'm finally diving into. What does this title mean? Um, yeah, I, I like it. It's a good song. Um, it does feel like we kind of like ramped up for that last song and then kind of came back down pretty quick, but it's a good song and I like it. And, uh, I think it's a good example of a song that like, it feels more interesting than the version they would have had on their last album for yeah. this track. Like, I think they, they add a little bit to it. Kyle, what are your thoughts on, uh, track three? I'm just referring yeah, to them as track I, numbers for yeah, <laughs> this whole I, thing. Please, please That's do that. Smart. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I feel the same way as you guys do. Uh, I do think that every time I hear this song, I think it sounds, it would fit perfectly on that Straylight Run record. Like Ooh. it sounds, it's he sounds like John Nolan on this song to me. I and, hear that. Uh, yeah, it, like it just it's on it the just same island feels. Yep, totally. New Jersey. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I mean, and also I love Straylight Run, so that's not a that's not a slam. No, um, I love Straylight. Yeah. But well, but, that first uh, record I love. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just being fair. Um, yeah, good. good uh, you know, three songs in, and I'm into two of them for sure. Yeah, and that's what that's what it's like. These are good songs. Like it's yeah. not. I don't want to not like this record. I just there's just a weird sort of I wanted to thing. not like it at yeah. the time. But yeah, but that now. that almost that almost speaks to it being good. Because, oh, definitely. You know what I mean? Like when yeah. you don't want to like something and yet yeah. it ends up getting you, that's like, yeah. Ugh. Like I it's feel like, that way. Uh, you guys have kids. It's like when my kids started to watch SpongeBob and I'm like, no, I'm not going to let you do this. And then I watched it for two seconds. And I was like, huh, huh, <laughs> this is pretty funny. <laughs> nice. I haven't, I've never watched SpongeBob. Oh, so. Yeah, me neither. Uh, I'm sure I'd probably like it, but yeah, cause like me neither. I mean, all the time. Um, okay, well, let's go to track four. Okay, I believe you, but my Tommy gun don't. Muscle on my body that looks harder 
so glad you got that line in there, Chris, because that's a great that, line. That that's was the, the hardest line. clip I have ever had to pick from this song because it's so it was so hard for me not to pr- bring any chorus. I was like, this first, this is a story that needs to be told. Like, yeah, this good whole verse. thing needs to be the clip. It's so good. Also a great example of what Blake has been saying about the tongue in cheek. Like I feel like <laughs> yeah. it's obvious on this song, but maybe not. It's so hard to know. Uh, I read something about that called this an emo brag track. And yeah. I think that's, I think what's interesting is that, and maybe this is a, maybe this is an addition to my theory is that for that age of guys specifically, you know, hip hop had kind of like taken over a lot of pop, you know, culture and music and stuff for the, for the decade before this comes out. I mean, that's like the decade of hip hop. Right. And, and this, the braggadocious thing is all, all in that genre. And I think most of it is also kind of tongue in cheek and not real. You know, it's like, it's this performance and I think it's fun to have this, um, I think that's fun to have like a persona, like a frontman persona. That's kind of a cool thing that got lost in the nineties. Cause we, we swung too far from the excess of the eighties and we kind of went to this, like Kurt Cobain as the, the perfect frontman for the nineties of like this kind of unassuming shy, quiet, doesn't really, you know, I don't know. There's just not. And so I like to swing a little bit back the other way. Cause I like, kind of performative stuff and a little bit of swagger, a little bit of swagger, but I don't for, I just don't believe that he's really this like cocky (laughs) a-hole that he writes these lyrics like he is. I just think it's, it's like a persona kind of thing. And, but I think that a lot of the fans bought into it as being, um, real. And I I don't, my theory is it's not real. There's no way that it, this on this song it's real. My favorite thing about <laughs> my favorite thing about it is like if you read it, I'm okay. I'm gonna read you guys a clip of of this song, and it's I think it was all just played. But if you got this in in an email form, you would be like, ah, it's a bot. Like <laughs> it's the way that he's speaking. We are entirely smooth. We admit to the truth. We are the best at what we do. And these are the words you wish you wrote down. <laughs> like it doesn't even, it works. It sounds awesome when he's singing yeah. it, but it's kind of lame. You know what it's I mean? Right. Like <laughs> it's, when you read it like that, you definitely you're like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like, I, if some like that, that's when I read emails that are written that way, I'm like, <laughs> nah, this isn't real. It's not from a real person. Yeah. I wonder if it's, um, I've also was like, do you, do we think this is a, is a, jab at Adam from taking back Sunday still. Oh, maybe. Ooh, I don't know. I mean, it feels like it could be like a third per, like a first person for another person kind of thing. Like, I don't think, I don't think Jesse's really writing this about himself or if he is, it's like the caricature, but I, I almost wonder just like, you know, we talked about that beef in the last one and we know him and Nolan are good at this point because that he's did, um, because Straylight Run came out before this, right? Or same time? Or when did that? What's our timeline there? I can't uh, remember when that one came out. Right. Um, and I know they did. St- so I mean, I I think he and Nolan are good at this point. But uh, I know Nolan and 
Nolan and Adam are not good <laughs> at this point. No. So no, no. So uh, maybe. I mean, it could be. Um, uh, but it, it's still. I don't know. It's interesting because you're like, well, then who really is holding the grudge <laughs> if you're the one writing songs from someone else's point of view? But I don't know. Uh, hard, hard to know. Um, well, so uh, this yeah. came out before Straylight Run. Okay, but yeah. So who knows on the timeline of the beef, as yeah. it were, and and same thing we talked about that on the last time we did uh, their album was the the hip hop beef was like the big thing in the nineties too, and we they kind of adopt that a little bit in this kind of emo thing. It's like right, you know, everything's recycled a little bit, and that's fine. Um, people fans like their drama; it's fun. It's oh, like uh, people ate it up. Yeah, it was. It's like if they 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 didn't play into it on purpose, they should have because it was absolutely like that probably sold records and tickets like crazy. It's like uh, Elvis's manager selling "I Hate Elvis" buttons, you know. (laughs) (laughs) It's just cash in on it either way, man. Uh, Nothing wrong with that. Um, And by the way, you said earlier everyone loves. I might be the only person, but I just think Home Alone Two is crap. Am I the only like? It's crap. Oh, I I appreciate Home Alone Two. Home Alone 2 is such the 90s sequel. We're just going to do the exact same thing again. And people but, but are Home Alone 1 is a perfect film. No, Home Alone <laughs> yeah. 1's great. But, like, yeah. you didn't need to do Home Alone 2. It's the same movie, but well, worse. they need to do it for money. Guys, here's the Well, no, the thing. I know they like money. I mean, like I said, I don't mind. When, when, when he's throwing the bricks off of the roof and freaking Daniel Stern is doing the, here we... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I didn't laugh. I cry laughing every time when his head exploded in the gasoline toilet. (laughs) It's even the same. It it looks like the same house set. It's it's like not even they were like, oh yeah, it's the same exact house, but in New York. I don't know. It just the it. It's a masterpiece. I'll die on this hill. I will not. It's even got (laughs) it's got Donald Trump in it. For God's sake, it can't be that good. I have. I have no opinion, but I haven't watched the second one in years. I, I oh, definitely don't should, go. Oh, I'm gonna hanker in for Home Alone. No, too. it doesn't make. It's like I actually started a petition to replace Donald Trump digitally with Obama. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it make no sense, would he be de-aged to 1993? No, no, okay. it would. Just, <laughs> oh There's got to be something God. funnier than that. There's got to be someone that, that would be funnier. It's very hard to beat. No, 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 because I that mean, wouldn't make him as mad. <laughs> Something. What? No, I don't that think so. That would make him insane with I anger. think it would make him, I think like, it would no, make no, him no. Probably fall over dead. No, I think it has to be someone less important. Uh, <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, I yeah, think I mean, I he, guess. Because if the point of it is to piss Donald Trump off, what you'd want to do is do something like, um, oh gosh, who would be the best? It'd be like someone that's not very important. It'd be like, um, I don't know who was the anchor of the ABC nightly news at the time. <laughs> like that, it'd be someone like, like Ted Koppel or something yeah, like, like Ted Koppel or someone. I don't know. It'd be something, someone more or someone, uh, someone that made less money than him. That would be what would really piss him off. If, if it was like some, some less rich, fake rich person. I don't know. I can't think of who the, well, be that, funniest. so here's the thing. That was not a joke. That was a real petition. That oh, was I know. Started. I know you okay. did. How many did you yeah. get signatures? Did you get any? You know, I don't think it took off like I wanted it to, but it's still you, you got to throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. You never know. Oh, on yeah. Reddit, right? 
Yeah. Got to go for it. Uh, okay, well, let's go to track five, The Quiet Things That No One Ever Knows. Kyle, where are you at on it? Uh, it's brilliant. It's <laughs> it's really good. It's such a good song. <laughs> I mean, all, I mean, you're right, Blake. You said it a minute ago that like the fact that I didn't want to like it probably proves that it's pretty darn good. Yeah, because you, this had, you song. could not keep giving it more chances because you're just like, oh, this is good. And 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 also, this has all of the things that we've talked about on the past podcast and all of the things that we've mentioned that we like about brand new it has it all in this song it's it, it like the the secondary vocal line the high pushing the cool his voice sounds so cool stacked um the cool and I think guitar that, I think part in some of these choruses it is a second member of the band because that chorus in my headphones definitely sounds not like him so i do think yeah in this one I don't know. I'm gonna to try to figure that out. See well, <laughs> e- even so, I, I'm I love it. This this is this is such a killer song. And honestly, I think um, if if memory serves me correct, this is what kept me grounded. Like when when at the time, like like I've said, I'm jumping back and forth on a timeline. I love this record now, but back then, this was the like, dude, this is a good band. You can't deny it. I mean, this is a great song. Chris, what about you? Hard to follow that up, but yeah, he's absolutely right. This is like the, this is a quintessential pop emo rock song of that era. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but like hearing that part of that bridge, I mean, it takes me right back. Like, I seriously feel like it's 2003. Like, I feel like I'm 21 and, you know, driving my van around Oklahoma City late at night, you know, going to parties like it's it just takes me right back starting um, your evening at 10 PM. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, dude. It's so crazy to think about that sometimes. Like probably, and probably calling somebody like a real phone call at 10 o'clock. Hey, what are you up to? <laughs> oh my God. I can't even, I mean, it's, I'm falling asleep right now. As we do this podcast. It is. Um, it is after 10 PM to be fair, yeah, but, uh, yeah, it, it was there. Yeah. It was, was this yeah. in a movie? Because like this just should have been on a movie soundtrack. Not to my knowledge, but that doesn't, I, I mean, I don't, that doesn't mean it wasn't. Um, yeah, it should have been. Uh, Kyle, what, oh, we, we, already, we already got your opinion on this. Sorry, I, I'm with y'all both. I mean, it's a, it's a really good song and it does have kind of all the staples of a brand new song. And a lot of people copied these styles after yeah. this. Not as well. Um, I just, every, yeah, everybody had to say hallelujah or hallelujah in every freaking <laughs> song. My God. Yep. Um, I did. Okay. It, it does here, credits, you know, it does say vocals for, um, for Vin or Vincent. Uh, is he, he's one of the members, right? Yeah. And it's, yeah. you know, guys in bands have that 
effect like how jim and tom oh, yeah. like kind of sound like each yep. other even though like they're from different families but yeah. like you're in the same not related you just well, you yeah, start you figuring out how to blend sounding. with people yeah yeah um yeah interesting uh yeah it's a great song i just the i thought i really had not listened to this record in a while it was not one that was kind of i liked it but same thing it just hadn't come in the rotation in a while so i but i did listen to it quite a bit over the last couple of weeks and uh, I found myself going like, oh yeah, you're, yeah, I remember this album's really good. <laughs> it, was like, yeah. it just yeah. kind of, uh, and any of the tracks that I didn't have on my sort of like solid tunes playlist, I was like, yep, those are getting added back in. Um, cause yeah, really good stuff. Uh, especially this middle of the record's pretty solid. Let's go to track mm-hmm. six, the boy who blocked his own shot, which I do really like this title. Call me a safe bet. I'm betting I'm not I'm glad that you can forgive Only hoping as time goes You can forget So you can Chris Monier, what are your thoughts on the boy who blocked his own shot? Beautiful little melancholy feel. Great build up. The song kind of builds up and pays off. Um, and I always loved it. I don't know. There's, I'm sure there's a term for it, but how he shifts the pitch up on forget instead of just singing it like full, like you can fuck like how he pitches yeah. it up. Like, I don't know. I just thought that was really, I, I think it's really mature and that's not, something you know a young artist would even think to do so showed a lot of maturity and uh the guitar tones i don't know they made this record quick but you know sonically everything sounds really really good it really sticks out on the acoustic tunes do you know what's interesting on when you mention guitar tune guitar tones rather in 2003 i do remember not loving the guitar tones on this because it felt oh it felt um, it felt 90s, honestly. There's a lot of yeah. this that feels early 90s grungy, and I don't love those guitar tones. But what's interesting about that now is that really this sounds more classic now to me than yeah. a lot of the stuff that came out that was probably trendier and I liked the sound of like more at the time. stuff. Yeah. But dates it more. And it's weird because yeah. like the 90s have come so full back now where we're at now in 2023 that it's almost like it's made these guitar tones more nostalgic or classic. And I don't know if that's just because the nineties is back and like, you know, using choruses and flangers and stuff like that. And kind of that darker neck pickup sound that uh, they're using on a lot of that gain, which is not like a pretty guitar sound. Like I wouldn't seek it out, but it's kind of unique to them. And I think it set them apart from, a lot of the other bands, because everyone else just kind of copied, not everyone else, that's a generalization, but a lot of people just kind of said like, hey, we want to sound like, and you could tell the record that they took in and said they wanted to sound like it. And then an engineer was like, okay, we can do that. Uh, hey, so hey, I don't know. Again, 
the Pixies fuel. That, and the that makes so much <laughs> more sense now. <laughs> yeah. And that when you said that earlier, I've, I forgot to chime in and say that. It, when you said the Pixies, I was like, that makes all the sense in the world because the yeah. Pixies absolutely had this kind of crappy guitar sound that yeah. I hated. But then like you have to like listen to it a bunch to be like, oh, okay. And uh, garbage was like that. I mean, anything that what's what's that um, producers a Butch oh, Vig, Butch, you know, Butch, like Butch which is weird because like I don't love his his tones as as a producer which is weird because i think he's a good producer but i don't love his guitar tones but it definitely has that like 90s grunge thing so yeah pixies and fuel makes all the sense in the world to me for this record but it is weird because those bands are not brand new and so to kind of uh, take those guitar tones and put them on this record is kind of strange but i think it works and i think it makes i think it makes for a more classic sounding record at this point but at the time it sounded dated that's the weird thing is because when you're close, when you're copying the thing that's just a few years old, you sound like you're not right, with it. Right, 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 right. Whereas yeah. like, that's why like, you know, now people sound no, like totally the 90s. It. It's like vintage, you know, but in 2003, if you sound like the 90s, you just sound four years old is what it right. sounds like. But so I think that was probably something going on there. But yeah, I, I'm with you. Kyle, thoughts on it? On the track, uh, not the guitar I'll, tones. I'll keep, I'll keep it. I'll keep it brief. You guys have said a lot of good things. Uh, I really like this song, but you know who I think would like it more? Who? Doctor John Dorian. This is a Sacred uh, Heart song, fellas. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I think you're right. Tell me I'm wrong. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah. Um. However. Really those out. <laughs> uh. Can I? I love this song. I think it's wonderful. I like. I love the clip that you picked, Chris, because of the I love how everything fades out and you just have his voice for a second there before everything comes back in. I love it. I think it's great. However, um, does it sound like any song to you guys from approximately two years before this came out? I can't believe no one's brought this up yet. I thought for sure one of you two would would pick this out. Well, my mind goes blank when you when you put me yeah, on the Yeah, no, like, it's, it's done me. now. But I know when you say it, I'm going to go, oh, my God, yeah. I know I'm going to say that. It is structurally and instrumentally and everything but the melody is Coldplay Yellow. It is oh, the same song almost. Driving acoustic wow. guitar, that guitar yep. tone on the electric, the kind of high stringy thing. I mean, it's almost well, you know, like that bendy part. It's very Coldplay. He's like, yeah, he's Goo Goo Gaga for UK bands. You know that, right? When I'm sure he did. I'm, I mean, yeah. this record comes out after Rush Blood of the Head's been out for. I mean, there's no way he wasn't listening to that record and Coldplay and stuff. I mean, and I'm not. Oh my god, I'm not saying he's he like ripped the it off. Spitting image of that song. No, no, but it's it's definitely like it could. It's an homage. Like it. They're. they're I love them both they're, too. They're step brothers. If they were, but, if they were brothers, they'd be step brothers. Yeah, you couldn't get sued for <laughs> it because it doesn't have the melody over. The, it's not the same melody. But yeah. instrumentally and, and a lot of the other and the feel and even that, that like crash out into the chorus coming in again, it's the same thing that they do. on Yeah, Yellow. you're right. And I love both these songs. Uh, this is not a, a but I cannot hear this song without thinking of um, of Yellow. Um, it's make, make a mashup, dude. I maybe should. I'll, I, yeah. I'll see if they're in the same key. I haven't looked at that part yet. Um, but uh, yeah, great song and definitely the Sacred Heart song. And but to be fair, Yellow might have been. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, certainly Fix You was, I'm sure. That was on every television show um, oh yep. in, <laughs> when that album came out. Um, so, okay, let's go to track seven, Jaws Theme Swimming. 
Chris, where you at on track seven? Good song. It that's that little swing, that swing, that swing thing, man. That's not easy to pull off. They make it sound easy, but it's not easy. Um, another cool another baseline. Oh yeah, yep. yeah, oh. yeah. Dude, the bass player like get some love on this record, man. You like they're like you need to shine. It's record two. It's gonna be all about bass. <laughs> You're all gonna, about- you're, you're, we're gonna write the songs around. You, you tell me, you, you play baseline. We'll write the song around you. Um, is what I think happened in Jesse's bedroom. Speaking of all about bass, uh, this is totally a tangent. But <laughs> this past summer, for some reason, my uncle who does sports radio, so not the music guy necessarily, somehow someone else was making a list of the best fifty songs ever, and so he was like, "Well, I'm gonna get out my yellow notepad and and make my fifty greatest songs." So he kind of like. Or he was trying to pick the best 10 or whatever. So he like started with, I don't know, 80 songs and kind of narrowed it down. They're from all over the place. But he had stuff from like, I mean, he's 70. So, you know, he had stuff from the 60s and 70s. And then he had Megan Trainer, all about that bass on there. <laughs> and like, no and a couple way. Bruno Mars songs. Like, so it was like these what? kind of random pop songs from the last decade. He was like, that's a really good song. I'm going to put it on my list and narrow it down. It didn't make the top 10. But uh, I was just impressed that my seven year old uncle had like, couple bruno mars and <laughs> megan trainer songs on this i haven't on thought his, about uh, megan trainer in a long time and there are probably like four elton john songs which you'd i'm sure uh be into chris obviously since you oh, yeah uh, big elton john song. so yeah i've got to do that now how can i not i'm supposed to be the music guy and i haven't made that list so uh kyle thoughts on jaws theme swimming um i like this song and i really like the that breakdown that we got to hear there and uh you mentioned the swing chris and the bass pl- the ba- the bass line yeah i dig it by the way did I don't, look I don't it love up. it as much as the song before but i still yeah. like it yeah i'm with you yeah, it's a mid-album like yeah definitely middle kinda, of the record song like yeah. i like it in the middle of the record i'm not gonna skip it i wouldn't maybe put it on yeah. my on a playlist though kind of thing uh coldplay only two songs on scrubs fix you duh and everything's not lost so that was what they chose from that record so um but yeah you're right kyle how did you, you find that so fast uh there is a <laughs> there's a scrubs <laughs> fandom wiki that has okay. every song every episode um and you uh, can that's just, just a really obscure piece of information that you got in like 45 seconds so pull, i just wanted pull to pull up know. that page command f Coldplay. done two results um let's go to uh, yeah I, that's where my opinion is too it's like it's good middle of the road song so let's go to track eight me versus maradona right is that how we pronounce his name sure oh uh, i thought it was madonna like up till this moment holy crap up till just now <laughs> yeah madonna. like literally i and i looked at the word on my notes and you are i mean you know you're correct but i thought it was madonna to be fair i had <laughs> and i had tracks on the last record misspelled in my itunes library for forever so it could have been madonna and i spelled it wrong i know but, but i i have been scanning the title of that song with my eyes for 20 years and i'm just now realizing i wasn't reading it right i just that's crazy to me well me versus maradona maradona versus <laughs> elvis gosh i can't talk uh tonight let's go to that track here we go
let's not pretend that I didn't just look up who Maradona is. Soccer player. So second sports mm. reference on oh. the considered one of be the best to ever guy. play. Although, I mean, I'm no soccer person, but I thought Did that was Jesse Pele. Did Jesse have Google to come up with all these obscure references? Uh, I mean, the guy's got to like sports. He's got two sports references on the record. Right? Yeah, Google was about five years old, so he could have used the internet. He could have used the internet. Yeah, or Alta Vista, maybe. <laughs> maybe asked Jeeves. Maybe he asked Jeeves, yeah. guys. Yeah, he asked Jeeves. That's probably sure. what happened. Um, hey, Jeeves, I want um, <laughs> Chris and Blake and Kyle to hate me. What stupid thing can I put in this <laughs> dumb song that is like the most obscure reference ever? Thank you, Jeeves. <laughs> <laughs> Jeeves, always there to help. What a guy. Um, you should talk about a shipwreck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you're right no one cares about shipwrecks that's perfect sorry oh <laughs> my ahead. gosh okay kyle <laughs> where are you at on this track um i like it just fine i think the thing that interests me the most about it are the guitar tones knowing that uh like you just said knowing that this dude is a is kind of a 90s guy uh, it makes a whole lot of sense. Honestly, the beginning of that, though, the guitar tone every time reminds me of the death tones. I know that's kind of random, but like that's all I think about is like Chino Marino is going to start singing. Um, it changes up quickly, but uh, yeah, I, I, I like it just fine. I, I, I feel the same way about this one as I do the last one, kind of. I'm in the same boat. It's a good middle of the right. record song. I do like yeah. that it goes from it's got. um those verses have a lot like the last track on the previous album, as far as kind of the strumming pattern and stuff. So I think it's good that they didn't use an acoustic guitar and I like that it kicks in there and kind of get that grungy, nasty neck pickup sounding guitar. Um, I'm into it. I like, I I'm struck by, you can hear, you know, it's brand new because the vocals it's just, and it's not that his vocals are super unique. It's something about the way they record them. It's kind of the stacking yep. thing, him doing the kind of high one over the low one, the low one that sounds like he's right here on the microphone singing the low part, and then the high one that's back here, and he's like kind of screaming it in a room. Um, I like it. It sounds, it, it's got a unique stamp to it. It's kind of their seal that they put on stuff, and I always like when a band has kind of a unique, or at least like a signature thing that they do, and I feel like they, they have that. That's cool. Chris, uh, where are you at, and do you like soccer? I love Madonna. I think that (laughs) Vogue is one of the greatest songs ever written of all time. Uh, And the video is spectacular, too. She's sublime. Uh, (laughs) No, I I always really dug this track. I love the quiet singing with the kind of palm muted guitar with the effects. And yeah, um, plus, uh, you know, that line, it's ladies nights, all the girls drink for free. Like you can just see all of our all the kids our age, like singing that loudly. It's a good line. Concert hall. He's yeah. got a good line in every um, song, at least one. Yeah. He does yeah. not have, he's not have a song that has no good lines in it that don't make me perk up and go, dang, I wish I would have thought of that line. That's fun to sing along to. Exactly. Like that's the kind of, I don't know. That's what you want. You want people to a relate to him, but sometimes just like saying it. Sometimes lyrics yeah. are just fun to say. They just roll off the tongue. Well, and he's good at that. And I, I also think it's a bold choice. Like the, you know, basically the first half of the first two thirds of the song is just him and the guitar. That's it. It's his voice and the guitar. Um, that's kind of brave. If you ask me, like that's, that's a cool, a cool chance to take. If you're, 
if you made your favorite weapon two years ago, you know, like it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's nice. Yeah. I'm into it. Uh, let's go to track nine. Guernica. Guernica, correct. We looked it up over the playing of that song, a Picasso painting, um, uh, one of his most famous ones, regarded by many art critics as the most moving and powerful anti-war painting in history. Um, do you know what's funny about paintings? I'm not a huge art guy just because, I don't know, I don't have a lot of access to it. I don't live in New York or something um, where all the great museums are. Um, it's most, A lot of this stuff is either way bigger than I think it is or way smaller. Like this painting is, <laughs> this painting is 25 feet wide. Like it's huge. Wow. But then like the Mona Lisa is not very big, you know, Teeny. but you don't know. Cause I've only ever seen these things in books and on the internet. I've not <laughs> seen them in person. And so I'm always like looking at the measurements. I'm like, that's really big. Like that's a whole, like, you know, and like the, the last supper, that's like on a wall. It's like a huge yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, anyway, it just random art tangent. No one, I'm sure, that listens to this podcast is some art <laughs> critic that's gonna like write us angry emails. I'm sure, but um, one guy just spit out his coffee. <laughs> <laughs> He's the security guard at an art museum, super pissed at us now. Well, that's the last time I listen to those guys <laughs> throwing his AirPods on the ground right now. Oh wait, I should pick those up. They're expensive. Uh, <laughs> uh, Chris, I'm a security you- guard after all. <laughs> Get paid seven fifty an hour to do this. Uh, okay, um, your thoughts on Guernica? We are all over the place. Yeah, uh, we haven't talked in a while. Sorry. Yeah, guys. it's been a while. Uh, Sorry, everyone. Dude, again with the '90s, like almost new metal vibe. But it's cool. Like the drums are cool and everything. Um, uh, it's. It, I think this song has the most your favorite weapon vibes of any. Ah. Uh, uh, oh, sorry, no. Kyle. Stole no. my nut. He stole my note. Dan, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, you're right, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, sorry, you are right. That's my note, too. Sorry, I was looking oh, at the oh, wrong okay. one. Yeah, I said <laughs> oh. this sounds like it could have been on the previous record. Yeah. If you played it um, for so, me out of the context of the record, I I would probably, and I had to guess, I probably would have said it's on your favorite weapon. Anyway, keep going. I, yeah. You no, Or I'm you, done. Kyle, go Kyle, for it. Go. Well, I was just going to say, I actually, because of that intro, I do think it's kind of a good mixture of the two records. Like yeah. the, the, it sounds like both. Oh, for sure. So. Yeah. It just sounds the most like the previous oh, record sure. from the yeah, other totally. songs that are on here. And, and I'm not mad about it. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm not mad about it for sure. The last record I liked as well. Uh, this sounds like just the slightly better recorded version of, of something from that potentially. Um, but this is why I can't remember. I was like, oh, well maybe if the painting is anti-war maybe the song is it but i mean i can't even figure the lyrics don't seem to be uh about that but i don't know it's i i think most of these are just totally random titles i don't think they have anything yeah. to do most of the time with with what's happening here but um i could be totally wrong um 
yeah. So let's go to then track 10. Good to know that if I ever need attention. Kyle, track 10, where you at? So, I really like this song, and I and I get, I understand that it's kind of weird because it's super long too, but you didn't play any, you didn't play any part of this, but I swear to you, <laughs> this is brand news, Hotel California. Oh, it's I, all I think about every time that I listen to it. That's like, a pretty good I, analogy. Yeah. Like, uh, and, and I, I thoroughly enjoy it. I, I I I just vibe on this song, man. Like when it's on, I dig every part of it. I love I love the I love the melody that you just played, but I love when they they kind of go off on the instruments later. Yeah, yeah, dude. And it like goes back up, and then it goes down, yep. and then they go. Oh, we're gonna do it again. <laughs> oh, and I bet they could play this for twelve minutes oh, yeah. live, yeah. and it would be awesome. Just fine. I would yeah. love to see this song. I've never seen them. Have you all seen them live ever? Story. No. So I was in Washington, D.C. on tour when they when this this band and uh, Hot Rod Circuit were playing together at the 930 Club, which is like like famous club. It's a great and club. Because of all the stuff that we talked about, guys, with all the pretentious and stuff, like all the guys in the band, they were like, do you want to go to the show? And I was like, no, I'm, I'm good. I don't want to. I don't want to go. That's dumb. And. <laughs> Um, they were like ticket, you know, I, Kyle found tickets on from a friend. Like I was so st- stuck in my ways that I didn't want to go. And so I dropped them off at the concert and it's Washington DC. I couldn't find a parking spot. I literally drove around for two hours cause I With couldn't a find a and trailer. And there was this, yeah. Yeah. And there was this little voice inside of my head that was just like, you should have probably just gone to the concert. <laughs> but I was like, no, I refused to. I was that that determined to not be a brand new fan. So no, I have no, not I, seen them live. You said, this is one of those bands that I, I know this is going to sound so stupid, but I'm not certain. I don't remember because I did feel that same way, Chris. Yeah. And also I saw so much footage of, of this band. So I, I'm, I maybe did. I'm not positive. I just think that song would be killer live. It's definitely one of those oh, songs oh, yeah. where you're like, no one's asking like, I know people want the hits, but I love to see a band just like do this. This seems like the band, the song that you do because the band wants to do it. And they're like, look, we're we're getting 10 minutes to do what we want to do up here. And I would love that. I mean, I love a good I hate jam bands, but I love it when a good band has a jam song in a set. I'm I'm cool with that, but I I'm not necessarily into the jam band thing. Um, And I yeah, these kind of songs are fun to play. Um, let's go to the last track on the album, Play Crack the Sky. This is the end. This story's over, but it goes on and on until disappear. Call me, let me taste the song. 
I have to go back and mention one thing about the last song because I just read about it. <laughs> okay. Uh, interestingly enough, or interestingly enough, that title came from his buddy that there was some rumor that he had died and people like came out oh. of the woodwork saying like <laughs> all these like things. And he was like, good to know it's that all, I, if I ever need attention, yeah. all I have to do is die. But they called him Oklahoma Tim. I wonder if he's from Oklahoma. Oh, that'd be cool. gotta be. It's gotta be right. Why else would you call him Oklahoma Tim? Uh, anyway, little, little tidbit of information uh, that I just got from, you know, the lyric genius website. Um, last track, Chris, where you at on it? Uh, oh, sorry. I just looked up Oklahoma Tim and then Tim McVeigh popped up. So I, <laughs> oh, let no. me just gather my thoughts. Oh, <laughs> oh sorry. I just flashbacks to <laughs> the worst thing that's oh, ever happened to our city in our lives. I mean, I hope I, 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 this song is just absolute garbage. I, I cannot stand it. What is happening? It's just so much going on. <gasps> I wow! You I just, went I, just all in on the. You didn't even. I just feel like they put this out. Like, well, but there's like so much good right. stuff in the middle, and the bookends are just such garbage. I, I think mean, you're right. He's like singing, and I know the guy can sing over himself and do like the answer and callback. And then on this song, it just sounds like it's the first time he ever tried it in his bedroom. And also, I just I guess they don't have a tuner that you <laughs> that, like an acoustic guitar <laughs> can be picked up on. Like they only have the plug-in kind because every acoustic guitar on any of their records is out of tune slightly. And I don't know why I can't, it's gotta be on purpose at this point. Um, they're all just a little bit, not quite there. It's gotta be on purpose. I don't know. It's just guys, Kyle's Kyle's lifting his shirt right now. He has all the lyrics of this song tattooed <laughs> on his chest. I feel so bad. I'm weeping. <laughs> <laughs> he loves shipwrecks and sea chanties about Long Island. <laughs> Actually, Kyle, do you have? That's a good one. Can you can you read my? Not a, <laughs> Kyle's Kyle's note says not a huge fan. For listeners, not a huge fan. But okay, that's I I always feel vindicated when I'm like, do I'm I the only? Do I not get this? But then when all three of us are on the same page, and I know like we're not everyone, but like, and sometimes it's nice when we disagree. It's just kind of weird, but it does make me feel vindicated that I was like, what a bad way to end that in the record. It feels like a bonus track. And it, it feels like they bookended it with turds. <laughs> that's a, you don't, that's not what you want to bookend things with. Okay. It will, no. it'll kind of hold the books there, but. It's weird. The record is kind of a turd sandwich, but it's turds on the outside and then all goodness on the inside. So that's really like yeah. a great sandwich on re- on bad bread. Yeah, it's a reverse turd sandwich. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I'm with yeah, you. It's, you don't want your first song to be like annoying enough that you're like, I don't know if I'm gonna list this record. You definitely don't want your last song to be annoying enough where you're like, I don't think I'm gonna list this record again. <laughs> well, you just sound, I, I feel like they you you, you kind of touch on this a little bit, Blake. It sounds like they're not trying on this song, and I I don't like that. Yeah, it yeah. it sounds lazy. I think that's a yeah a good description of what's going on. It just kind of sounds lazy. I like a demo for the song that they should have made or just not made. Yeah, yeah. and it's it just doesn't fit either. Like yeah, the first I track agree. fits a little bit. Like it yes. it it has the feel of the rest of the record, and this one, yeah, it sounds like they phoned it in in a major way i'd really honestly just rather it be a 10 song record um i don't yeah, yeah totally. finish with the a good to know 
track. I don't like it. And I talk about it all the time where like you, the best way and not that they cared at the time. Cause then once they got my money, they didn't care if I listened to that CD once or a thousand times, but you know, if you want me to like your band enough to like pay money to buy t-shirts and things like that, you're going to want me to listen to the record over and over again. And this song does not make me want to hit repeat and start the whole thing over again. Or I'm actually probably pulling this out of my CD player while it's playing. So, <laughs> so that it doesn't start over again. I know it sounds weird, but um, this would bum me out in a major way if I was driving with my windows down and this song comes on. Uh, and <laughs> like I'm not, I'm, I'm all for a chill song. I'm into, I'm into sappy stuff too, but this is just feels very. So you just I don't, don't like terrible songs. Yeah. No, yeah I just yeah. don't like bad songs. Um, all right, let's go to some lasting impressions. Does it hold up? I think this is interesting. Kyle, what do you think? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I it definitely does. I think the first and last songs are are weird choices, but everything in between I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of. And I'm way more a fan of it now. I'm I'm able to let go of those those things that you know, I did I didn't like back then. It, they're they're great songs and they're and they're a great band. And there's something uh, there's something special about them. And also we know what right now we have the knowledge of what comes after this, right? Like they are not one trick ponies. They're, they're a legit, excellent band. Uh, so yeah, I think it holds up. I think so too. I think that there are, there are certainly things about it that feel like 2003 without a doubt, but yeah. I don't think it's a bad thing necessarily. And some of it aged better than it honestly did in 2003, I think. Like I said, the guitar tones, I think, are grew on me. And I think that um, his lyrics, because I think I knew so many people that probably were the people that took it seriously, I think that I also sort of internalized that a little bit and maybe didn't like it and rolled my eyes a lot more. And now I just think it's like so tongue-in-cheek. And again, I don't know his actual motivations, but I just don't, I find it hard to believe that this is some real persona of his, um, with all, with all these lyrics and, and he doesn't have like, probably even in that one, I could find a lyric that I really like. I just, I'm bored by that last track enough that, um, uh, I didn't pay attention to it, but I do, he always has a good lyric and, uh, I appreciate that. Chris, what do you think? You're in the same boat? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed listening to it again. Uh, sonically, it still holds up. Um, quiet things that no one ever knows still gives me goosebumps. It gave me goosebumps when you just yeah. played it. It's a fantastic song. These are some of the best punk. I've, I, I'm a broken record. Uh, but yeah, there are tracks on the song that are some of the best emo pop rock songs of the decade. No doubt in my mind. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, which kind of takes us to the next question. Is it their best album? Kyle? Um, you know, I'm going to say no, and you can probably, uh, <laughs> you can probably listen to the last podcast. And I probably said, said, uh, that this one was my favorite one, <laughs> but I'm going to say no only because, um, I don't want to get the name wrong, so I'm I'm looking at it right now. The on on uh, the devil and God are raging inside me. Freaking sewing season 
the first track on that record is insane. Well, you guys know what I'm talking about? No, because yeah. I'll be honest. I, I haven't listened to that record. I probably oh should. Oh my gosh, dude. Yeah, that's a that's a good record. Okay, dude, well, that's I'll check you it out. You gotta listen to that song tonight. You're gonna be jacked. You're gonna you're gonna want to go like work out, pump iron. I know. Fight. I fight doubt it's Andrew gonna make Tate. me want to work out. I don't know if you know my workout regimen, Kyle. It doesn't <laughs> exist. I walk up and down I, the stairs at my house. <laughs> There's a lot of stairs. There are a lot of stairs. Dude. I was hoofing it up with my pedal board like, and guitars maybe, earlier, and I was like out of breath when I showed up to record this thing. <laughs> It's like let uh, me let me get my breath and then we can start. Uh, I don't know Chris, what about you? A, a lot. Well, I don't know a lot about brand new, but I know enough about what the fans say about brand new to agree with Kyle, even though I haven't listened to the devil and God are raging inside me that many times. But I know that everybody that likes brand new says that's their that's their pivotal their jam. Well, I gotta listen to it then because I, I really don't love their newest one, which I forget the name of. I only, Science fiction. Yeah, I only gave yeah, it a there's few. A couple tracks like that on one. it I really yeah. like. Yeah, I do. Again, I felt like some people were I like, like Daisy too, raving about it, and I was just like, mm, I don't know, I can't, couldn't get into it. Um, but I, do, I really like this record. I think it's good, and I think they, it's a great sophomore record for sure. Like they, they did, they checked off the boxes. They like got better as a band. They matured. They, it sounded better. Like you know, checked off a lot of boxes. Still not perfect. I mean, to me, you can't really have that the first and last track and that kind of lull in the middle of those two songs. Yeah. And I say that it's like a perfect record. I don't, I, I wouldn't go that far, but it has some freaking emo bangers on it without a doubt. Um, is it their most important album? This one gets tricky. Um, I think probably so though. Yeah, I, I think so too, because it, it, it really broke them out from like an obscure indie punk rock band to mainstream. Um, and then, I agree. And then they, you know, bounced, uh, bounced off that success to then make the record that Kyle was just talking about. Yeah. And I think that you can't do even well, though it was bigger. Yeah. And even right? though it takes four years, this record, no, the devil and oh, God yeah. isn't, isn't that bigger. I think From what so. I've read, this is their biggest record sales. Oh, oh really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I just I, know uh, that, uh, they're, they're, um, Jesus Christ song was is the biggest single they've ever had. That might be true. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know it's not sales, but Devil and God has way more streams. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. Some of those tracks but have I like don't think it forty three million <laughs> or sixty. I mean, it million. was on a made like it was it was put out by Interscope, yeah, and it definitely debuted high. I'm talking about uh, Devil and God right now. Uh, I don't see any numbers well, not here. Way more streams, but yeah. I don't know. It's um, what about some awards? Desert Island songs, two or three of your favorites. Chris, we're going to you first. Uh, dude, I'm I'm pretty vanilla here. Uh, Sick Transit, Gloria, Glory Fades, um, Quiet Things No One Ever Knows, and um, Okay, I Believe You, But My Tommy Gun Don't. Uh, I actually almost picked me and me versus Madonna versus Elvis. I always really liked that song. Madonna. You refuse to change it in your head. <laughs> I'm going to die on I think they should change it. What's that? What's that, that called? The idea. Mandela effect? Yeah. Is that, that is, yeah. except you just didn't read it right. <laughs> it's not right, that you right. misremembered it. Um, yeah. Kyle, what about, what are your three? So I'm going with Sick Transit Gloria. Yeah. The Quiet Things. 
and uh, I'm going to go good to know that if I ever needed money, uh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. pretend that I die, whatever. Um, um, yeah. I line up on two song. of those sick transit quiet things, but I'm going boy who blocked his own shot. Oh, it's good song. A really good song. Had a different number three. We had a different number three, but uh, those first two. Y- look, if anyone, anyone came to me and didn't put Sick Transit Gloria on their three, they're, they're, liars. Liars, they're liars or they're idiots. Yeah, or I don't want to hang out with them because you're wrong. That <laughs> yeah. song's fantastic. Uh, it's so right. good. It just makes me like want to. Something wrong with them mentally. Like, what's wrong with yeah. you? I'm concerned for them. You're sick. Yeah. You're sick. Uh, <laughs> Uh, nobody's perfect. What's the worst song on the album? This should be fun because there actually are a couple, but uh, maybe Chris is the last track. No, it's yeah. Tattoo doesn't count because it's too short, but it's terrible. But yes, play crack this guy. Hot yeah, mess. I think it's th- I think it's the last one too. Kyle, are you? Are we gonna make it unanimous? It is unanimous. I'm Yay! keeping to Okay. Oh. Oh, you're keeping. Okay, I'm keeping got it. You're Tatao keeping it. On the okay, record. on the record. Got it. Okay, of... I was like, that's not unanimous. Blake cracked the sky. Um, More like ta- butt crack. But am what, I right? Like, was it Danny? Is it Danny that used to go brand new? Yeah. Like with the drums. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that entirely, but it's especially funny because Danny's a terrible drummer. Um. And but he would sit back behind your kit and do that because you can you can be a terrible drummer and go boom boom <laughs> do that. Uh, that's pretty good. I forgot all about that. Um, yeah, I think that uh, that one should be unanimous for sure. What about growing out a show or Kyle? Do you have one that you didn't like at first but now you're into? I mean, I'm gonna do the cheat answer and just say probably the whole record because i really did i just that's did fair. not i did not like them <coughs> i didn't i didn't want to like them their fans drove me crazy their their imposter wannabes drove me crazy but <coughs> sorry guys just got a tickle in my throat i apologize apology accepted thank yeah, you we'll take it go on though or drink your water, whatever um, you got to do. Let me drink my water. Holy, holy smokes. Yeah, that did it. This, um, uh, this ad break is brought to you by Smart Water. Yeah, smart you smart. Water. I am now smarter. It takes that tickle from hydrated. your throat. Smart Water, um, not only endorsed by Zendaya, but by uh, Kyle. You didn't know that. Yeah, I also endorsed He got a lot less money than she did. But yeah. yeah. I actually gave some money for that if you guys. <laughs> I paid two dollars um, for this they water. Don't give you water for endorsing <laughs> no. them. That's so rude. Not anymore. Um, so, yeah, I think it's the whole record because uh, I just didn't want to like them. I didn't like the hype. I also didn't, in a weird way, I I, w- I kind of resented that they had all this hype around this record, and people didn't listen to the record before, except for I think we talked about this last time. Didn't they sell them in tandem? I have no idea. So what? Uh, Deja Nintendo and um, and my favorite like weapon. as a two pack. Sounds that sounds really familiar. Yeah, I, th- I think I think they did. Dude, uh, I think that does right. sound a little some, familiar. That sounds crazy. Like it was like a different. I remember everybody talked about the purple was like a different color on the. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna you guys talk about you guys talk about gear grower not a shower and I'll do some. 
research on the fly. Okay, I'll say mine's probably the first track because I wanted so badly to get to track two in the in when this record came out that I think that was a little hard to get through. But I do I like I don't hate it. So it grew on me not to a level that I like love now, but I, I do appreciate it more than I did in 2003. So that's a little different than the normal grower, not a shower. Cause I wouldn't say I love it. Um, but I do, I do think this whole record does have a little bit of that grower kind of, um, vibe. It's not, it's, it's not a record that hit. I mean, there's some songs that hit you, real hard at first, but I do think overall, and I think that's a good thing for a record to be a grower. I think that generally those are the ones that I, that stick with me and I want to listen to, um, for, for two decades. And so I I think that it's probably a little bit of Kyle's answer and a little bit of track one. Um, Chris, what, what about you? Do you have a, do you have a track like grows on you? Nothing really like hit me in that way when I when I relist to it that I I was like oh but uh, um I mentioned this on my Desert Island I should have saved it but me versus uh, Maradona versus Elvis um I guess that one for me like when I came back to it I don't think that song made a huge impression on me because jaded punk rock Chris was probably like oh it's just like a guitar and him singing I don't get it but like older more mature Chris was like oh this is kind of beautiful like how it's so simple and how you know with the benefit of time going by i realize now a man just sitting there singing in a microphone by himself with very little vocal effects and a single guitar like that's not easy to pull off like and make it sound beautiful so for me the that's the song yeah it's really easy to hide behind all the bells and whistles that can come along with the recording process and he's certainly not doing it there well Thanks for listening. Uh, you know, if you like what you hear, consider giving us a glowing review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm still going to call it iTunes, even though I think it's called the podcast app now. Um, and you can subscribe so that episodes just show up on your device, whether you listen to it on, you know, your phone or your iPad or your HomePod or your Alexa or whatever the hell you listen to it on. And, uh, <laughs> you know, send us your comments, disagreements, suggestions to info at finding emo pod or on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and all those things at finding emo pod. Uh, that is it for this first episode of 2023. Uh, we are excited to do more of these. Uh, and you know, we're a couple months away from doing another Jimmy world record, uh, which I'm excited about. And, and hopefully we'll, we'll get you some more snacks and some interesting interviews with bands this year in those. And, That's kind of the plan. So uh, thanks for sticking with us and listening, and we will catch you next time.